Welcome to Shakti's podcast. At Shakti Health and Wellness Center, we practice medicine which deeply values the importance of relationship between doctor and patient. Our integrative medicine approach focuses on the whole person, is informed by evidence-based medicine, and makes use of integrative therapies to help you reach your optimal health and healing. We will stress the importance of prevention of illness as well as treating symptoms. In our podcast, we'll be covering topics in health, wellness, and fitness. Our goals are to empower you with knowledge to take charge of your health and live a healthier lifestyle. Today's podcast is going to be about the role of stress. And I can't undervalue this role because it is so powerful. My perception in my practice is I believe that stress plays a role in probably 60 to 70, not 80% of what I see. Not directly, not that you have one incident and you come in with chest pain and it's a heart attack. I think it's a compilation of years and years of years of not being able to manage stress and it manifests in different ways, such as hair loss or high blood pressure or I can't lose my weight or fatigue or whatever it is, but it's definitely a huge player. And so I want to devote this podcast to talking about the stress response. One thing I will leave with you before we talk about anything else is that everyone has a coping mechanism for stress with them all the time, and it's their breath. The breath is a very powerful tool because when you exhale longer than when you inhale, you have the ability to slow down your heart rate, slow down your blood pressure, and to lower your cortisol. And this is because we have a nervous system called parasympathetic nervous system, autonomic nervous system, which is divided into parasympathetic and sympathetic. The parasympathetic nervous system is your rest and digest nervous system. And it plays along with the sympathetic nervous system. They go hand in hand, but they can't be active at the same time. The sympathetic nervous system is in charge of your fight or flight reaction. So when you have stress, your sympathetic nervous system goes up, your heart rate goes up, your blood pressure goes up, and your cortisol goes up. Your cortisol is your adrenal hormone, and it's not good or bad. It definitely has a bad rap. It's implicated in a lot of negative things in health, but to be honest with you, if we didn't have cortisol, we wouldn't be alive. So we need a little bit of stress in our life to stay alive and grow and to create um, our, our life basically, but too much cortisol and too much stress is not great either. So to balance that, the parasympathetic rest and digest system lowers the heart rate, lowers the blood pressure, and brings cortisol back down to normal. And the breath, a four, seven, eight technique where you breathe in for four, you hold it for seven, you exhale for eight, can support the parasympathetic system. I tell my patients all the time to use it as a tool when they're sitting in their office, when they're driving to work. Uh, It is a very easy thing to do, and a lot of yoga is based on breath work. So it is a known entity. It's been proven in science that breathing can help lower blood pressure, breathing can help lower um, cortisol, and can help you uh, kind of balance your, increase your healing time with increasing the parasympathetic. So... um, When you know that you have your breath, what are some other tools that you can use to help with stress? Now let's just define stress. Stress is when your body has to respond to a demand for change. And it has been kind of coined um, by Hans Saley, who who coined it as the nonspecific response to the body to any demand for change. And it kind of sounds like life because Life is constantly demanding that we have change. And the sources of chronic stress can be family, you know, 
uh, relationships, work, bosses, finances, um, our health. These are all chronic sources of chronic stressors for most people. But you can also have what's called eustress, which is good stress. Good stress is when you're planning for a vacation, when you're expecting a new child, when you're getting promoted. It's definitely a demand for change, but it's also a different response that happens in our body that's not a negative response. It's a positive response that happens in our body, and it doesn't cause the same changes that a negative response is. So one possibility that we can think about then is we have the ability, each one of us, has very little control of what goes on in our lives, but what we do have control of is our thoughts. So we have the potential to turn these chronic sources of stressors into potential sources of stressors, or even eustress, where you're excited about the challenges that are coming at you, where you're excited about the new task that lays in front of you instead of dread dread and worry about it. So if you think about um, all the science that looks at um, stress, we know now that things like gratitude and our perception of what each event that's coming to us has a very large role in the manifestations of a negative response for stress. So starting off with simple things like journaling or writing a gratitude journal or actually thinking about three things every day that bring joy to you or ending your day with gratitude can absolutely affect the way your sympathetic response is triggering. So you can change these potential sources of chronic stress into a positive thing by just changing the way we think. So that's one powerful tool that we can spend more time on in the future in different podcasts about the positive psychology and how its role in our health can be. So if we employ just a couple of few, you know, few things that are compassion, acceptance, and tolerance into our day, we can absolutely change the way our stress response is is employed. So we want to, again, remember from the day one, we want to look at this, um, all the symptoms that you go to a doctor's office with as what is the root cause of this? Instead of I'm coming in with stomach aches, I'm coming with hair loss, I'm coming in with a headache, what is the cause of this? And I will tell you that many, many times a stress response is the, is the cause of it. So let's go and see what, what stress does to the body. So cortisol is a hormone that's made by the adrenal glands. That's not good or bad, it just is. It is absolutely there to help us survive and live. Um, and it is made in conjunction with DHEA in the body. Cortisol in one part of the adrenal gland. Other other neurotransmitters are also made in the adrenal gland called norepinephrine and epinephrine, which happen to be also called adrenaline. When the sympathetic response is triggered, adrenaline is triggered and cortisol is triggered, and that is to get us to move. So remember, every time you're sitting in traffic worried about it, every time you're worried about something that may or may not happen in the future, you're worried about your child, you're worried about them getting on the soccer team or the application to school, all of these things are triggering a sympathetic response. Your brain doesn't know what's hypothetical, what may be happening in the future, or what's actually happening and that's real. So your thoughts are very powerful. Try to stay away from worrying about things be more mindful so that you're not releasing the sympathetic drive with cortisol and adrenaline all the time. Because remember, we talked about that the separation of these two systems, when sympathetic overdrive happens, which is the separation of the sympathetic and the parasympathetic, 
um, that's where all the sim- symptoms start. So we want to bring up the parasympathetic with tools, but we also want to decrease the response of the sympathetic system going off all the time. So use your thoughts to try to create a more beneficial um, emotional response to what you're thinking about. So what else happens with our adrenal glands? The cortisol is absolutely creating balance in the body in the beginning. It is a stress hormone. It increases sugar and fat, and it works with adrenaline. In the beginning, when it first is released, it's an anti-inflammatory, so it actually helps with pain, which is why when we're running from a tiger, we don't want to stop because we're in pain. And it directs the immune system, and it directs many other hormones. I call it the quarterback of all your sex hormones. When your cortisol is happy, typically the sex hormones like estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, they're also happy. So that works in balance with DHEA, which is an anti-stress hormone. It's associated with anti-aging. It's been associated with calming. It's been associated with anti-inflammation. But remember, that doesn't mean go run out and take DHEA because it's all about balance in the body. Your cortisol and DHEA have to be balanced. And how do you balance them um, with the techniques like mindfulness, with breath work, with improving sleep quality. Even your healthy gut can help your cortisol system. So when you have a stress response, when you have a normal response to uh, stress, there's an adaptation syndrome that happens. You go into an alarm phase, which is a fight or flight response. Your adrenaline pumps up, your nervous system releases adrenaline and um, norepinephrine and and epinephrine as well as cortisol. And you go into a state where you're ready to fight or flee from a, a situation that's harmful for you. Then over time, there's an adaptation to stress. So the DHEA comes up to also balance you and try to help you adapt to that stressor. And at the end, if there's everything is in balance, you kind of recover and you know things, things go okay. The example that I can use is if a mother sees their child uh, playing in a playground and falls to the ground after being on the monkey bars and the child uh, fractures their clavicle. So now this mom has to basically take, take care of this child for six weeks at least to try to do everything for that child because they can't move their right or left arm and they're in pain and they're up at night and so the mom has to be able to have a supportive environment to do this she has to have a supportive boss she has to have people taking care of her too if she's up at night Um, and she can probably adapt through this for about four to six weeks and not have any detriment happen to her as long as she's in balance. But say that child doesn't recover right away. Say she doesn't have a supportive boss. Say her family is also has not great support for her. She's losing sleep. She's not eating well. She's going to fast food now. Um, and this syndrome keeps going on. Well, then she can go into the burnout phase, which is when your adrenals are really, really unhappy. And that can be where you're very, very tired. Things don't seem to be working properly. You're maybe losing or gaining weight inappropriately. You may be losing your hair. You may be your thyroid's off, your sex hormones are off. I know all of these changes can start to happen just because you're um, stressed to the point where you don't have balance in your life. You don't have the ability to stabilize uh, the other issues that are going on. So it is very important to, when you're going through stress, to be mindful of the fact that sleep is really important, good foods are really important, your your coping techniques for stress are very important. So having a 20-minute meditation session or mindfulness, having um, breath work that you're doing in the car, 
or at your desk, you know, making sure that you have prepared your meals properly so you're not leaning on fast food uh, because you're, you're strapped for time. So these are some small things you can do to try to overcome the, the stress response because if it's left unchecked, if, if the stress response doesn't um, get balanced, basically your blood sugar can go up and your muscles start to break down and uh, for glutamine. Your increase in body fat can happen. You can start storing fat in the midsection. And these things can cause metabolic problems in your body. Increases in blood sugar are very important for your brain because your body doesn't know where the next giant is. So in, remember, we were genetically predisposed uh, to store things because we had famines. So when we didn't have food coming in, when we were body was stressed, one of the things was we had a famine. We didn't have food coming in. So our body learned to store uh, fat and it learned to increase blood sugar. So if you kept that cortisol response on, increasing blood sugar turns into diabetes if left unchecked. If your uh, blood pressure response is high and you kept that unchecked, it would turn into hypertension. And deposition of fat in the midsection has been shown to be really a culprit in many, many disorders, including metabolic syndrome. Um, Visceral fat, which is what it's called, has been associated with lots of inflammatory conditions. So we don't want to have that inflammation set up of fat deposits and, and things like that to try to help us, you know, cope with something that's not there. We're not in a famine. We can get access to foods now, right? So we want to be able to try to minimize this cortisol response and and try to give our body more parasympathetic inputs. So how do you bring back to balance a sympathetic overdrive? Well, you try to do things that increase the parasympathetic. When you increase the parasympathetic by sleep, restorative sleep, by meditation, by things like acupuncture, massage, you know, things that relax your body, healthy nutrients and food. These are all uh, mindfulness and um, even positive psychology, techniques for positive psychology, movement, tai chi, yoga. These are ways to kind of increase your parasympathetic in a natural way so that you're not having this imbalance between the sympathetic and parasympathetic. So when a good thing has gone bad, your body says, okay, there's my child has needs my help. I'm trying to get my cortisol up to get you know, things going so that I can take care of my child for six weeks. You know, if it keeps going on, what happens is that the immune system actually can cause uh, a detriment. So initially, cortisol can support the immune system, but chronically elevated cortisol can actually be a deterrent to the immune system and cause things like autoimmune disease. So we want to be mindful of the fact that we can control this response, but left unchecked, it can cause many, many of the reasons we go to the doctors for. So when we're going back to looking at the root cause of symptoms that we have, we have to look at stress. So I hope that this helps you decide that you know there is a lot of things that we can control. So when you're looking at your stressors, you wanna say, okay, these are potential sources of chronic stress. They're not actual stressors for me. I'm going to employ things like gratitude and compassion and tolerance so that I'm not getting upset about every little thing that goes wrong. Expect things will not go perfectly planned during the day. You should expect that 
you have maybe a traffic jam, build in a little bit more time if you can. But if, it, if you're running late, it's okay. Try not to rev up yourself in terms of the anger that we feel when we're running late or the anger that we feel when something someone doesn't do the job that we think that they should. Have more compassion, have more tolerance, and you will lower your sympathetic drive. You also want to be mindful of the fact that you, your choices matter. So sitting in a chair all day is not great for your stress response. You want to move. You want to take the stairs. You want to park farther away. You want to do slow movements. You want to incorporate breath in, while you're driving or in your chair or if you can take a yoga class. You also want to be able to say, I'm going to make time to eat healthy even though I'm so stressed out because nutrients matter. When we're stressed out, we lose magnesium, which is important for so many things in our body. Uh, low magnesium can cause headaches, can cause anxiety, can cause palpitations, can cause muscle cramps. So instead of band-aiding those things, we just want to make sure we're eating a lot of green leafy vegetables, which is a really good source of magnesium. Maybe doing an Epsom salt soak when we get home so that we can get the magnesium back into our bodies and calm our system down. Um, so when we look at stressors, we want to say, you know, what are my stressors and what are, what, what are the things that I do have control in them? Well, I can control when I sleep. I can control that I'm not looking at my tablet. Um, I'm not looking at light that's going to bother me and tell my melatonin to shut down because sleep is very, very, very important for healing. We do a lot of positive things when we sleep. We detoxify our body. We heal ourselves. We need to go through four uh, stages of sleep and REM three or four times at night in order to have restorative sleep. That's very healing for us. It's very good for the parasympathetic system. So work on your sleep issues, whatever they may be, to try to get yourself some sleep. Work on um, inflammation in the gut by listening to the podcast, the first podcast we did, because it goes over uh, how you can affect your gut lining. Work on the sugar response, because sugar is a very big deterrent um, and actually a very big culprit in our cortisol response. So we want to eat foods that are not high in processed sugars. We want to eat foods that are complex carbohydrates, high in fiber, and limit the things that we are doing that have a lot of sugar coming in, like juices and sodas and um, pastries. I'm not saying never have any pastry again, but you want to be mindful of the size of the portion size that you're doing because these things matter when it comes to your immune system and it, they matter when it comes to your stressors. So work on the right balance in your body, work on your breath, and keep listening to our podcasts. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. You can follow us over Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and drop us some suggestions for future topics and any questions you may have. Thank you. Thank you.